Enjoy the convenience of seven days a week banking and extended hours with Cube from First Arkansas Bank and Trust. Member FDIC. Uh, speaking of views, boy, nothing better than watching Doc work in a, in a uh, emergency room or in an operating room. Mm-hmm. Very impressive. Very impressive. Efficient? Oh, he's incredible. Dr. O'Malley joining us from UMS on the Brandon Moving and Storage Hotline. Actually, the view is a little better up here, Doc, but I did enjoy watching you work. How are you? No, I'm good. Yeah, that view is definitely better than the operating room. So, yeah. Um, you can come up here and celebrate, I guess, a uh, successful surgery. But um, let's talk about some injuries. And we got to start with the Cowboys. And Zeke, did you mention this to Doc? No, I didn't. Okay. Well, it's all by surprise today, Doc. Sorry we didn't give you a heads up. I, I gave him a little heads up on uh, Jordan, uh, uh, the cornerback from Michigan. Jordan. Uh, sure. Didn't see it. List Frank, but we'll get to that in a okay. second. Zeke's more important. Did you see, did you we'll see Zeke's it. injury, Doc? He got a hyper extension, we think. Okay, Wes, tell him what happened. All right, so he jumps up in the air. Uh, the, the the defensive back came in low at his knee uh, and hit his leg, and it caused his leg to hyperextend. Uh, and he, he, he left the game, but he came back and played the rest of the game. And, you know, I've hyperextended my knee before, and uh, a lot of people have done that. And, and I was surprised he came back and played. Uh, a, is that surprising that he played on after his knee kind of got hyperextended, bent backwards? And then how, how do you think uh, it's feeling now and his chances of playing this week? Yeah, so I, I would tell you probably the lower chance of playing this week, if it is true, just a bone bruise. A lot of times when you have that hyperextension injury, they kind of impact the, the, the femur on the tibia, the thigh bone, on the shin bone um, when it mm-hmm. when it gets hyperextended. And so he's probably got all those endorphins when he's playing. And so coming back and playing through that, I mean, ligamentously or from the stability standpoint, his knee's fine to play. The question becomes, can he deal with the pain of playing? Um, and so I would be more inclined to think that he's going to have issues on the week after than the actual day of the injury. Um, so, but I mean, I saw a football player last week that had the same type of injury. Um, I saw him the day it happened and was hurting a lot. I just saw him back at the beginning of the week after his MRI had a, had a bone bruise and he was feeling much better. So it's just one of those injuries is just really from time and pain control uh, is when they'll get back planned. That's exactly how uh, Zeke described it and, and uh, said he's got a bone bruise. It's painful right now, but he said pain's just temporary, and he can play through it, although he didn't practice yesterday or today. Uh, we'll see if he can play through that pain on Sunday. Uh, Cowboys lost uh, uh, one of their cornerbacks over the weekend, game-winning interception. And he, oh, yeah. Remember, and he, he gets up, and he's limping, or he couldn't get up, and he finally gets up. Well, he had a less frank injury done for the season. Doc, my question for you, because we've talked about these Liz Franks injuries, what have they always been around? And it's just now that because of the name we know about it, or is this a new injury that's with this fancy name? What's the deal with <laughs> it? Fancy name? No, Liz Franks been around for a long time. Um, we see it a lot of times in car accidents um, from the, from the brake or gas pedal actually um, causing the the ligament injury in the foot, and then you also see it um, with a lot of football injuries. Um, it just is one of those, I think it's just you now know to look for it. You hear about it, you're like, oh, I know what that is. Um, but, yeah, the, if you think about the Liz, the, re, the Liz Frank ligament is kind of the keystone to the foot, and that's what we describe it, the capstone, that if you don't have that stability of that ligament, the whole foot can collapse. And so that's why, unfortunately, it sounds like, oh, it's not a big deal, but it is a big deal that it needs to be fixed because they will have uh, continued pain and instability of their foot if you don't do surgery on it. Yeah, I, I, I mean, I never heard of that growing up. No one had a Liz Frank injury. They probably did, just didn't know. I think we just didn't call it that. Said I got a foot right? injury. 
Yeah, yeah. Foot injury. You didn't really. Well, now with social media, I think you're 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 able to get more information now than we did 15, 20 years ago. Um, and so those injuries were around. You just didn't hear about them. It was a foot injury then, right? Now we're actually able to put a picture out there, and you can look on Twitter and see what it looks like. What is that injury? Where is it in the foot? And so it's easier to give you more more descriptive medical information than we could uh, prior to social media. The uh, Cowboys put out a great video of uh, Dak warming up, and he's got this uh, like brace on his thumb, and he said he liked it because there's a defensive player who also has a broken thumb, but he's in a cast, uh, one of those soft casts, but he was talking to Dak about the brace, and Dak was like, I like it because it puts a little pressure back here on my thumb, and uh, it, he said, it doesn't hurt, my thumb doesn't hurt, but this brace just it, it puts a little pressure. What is that brace doing? Yeah, so the brace, right, if you think what the ligament that he tore keeps his thumb from going, I guess, essentially away from the rest of his fingers. Um, and so that was the ligament that they, that they fixed. And so when he, um, with that brace, is just protecting it so it doesn't go too far. So it actually probably helps him because it actually kind of gives him a little counter force against the ball when he goes to, to grab it. Um, so it's not, it's not the worst thing in the world. Um, but it's really, it's not, it's just protecting him from going into an extreme where he would risk tearing that ligament again, but it still gives him the range of motion so that he can throw him and play football, which is different compared to the defensive player. They don't need their thumb to tackle. And so in that, in that player, we're going to cast them because that's the more protective way to take care of it. But in a, in a throwing athlete or in a, in a, in a quarterback, you can't cast their thumb and allow them to throw. Doc, Doc let me follow yeah. that up. Okay. Cause offensive linemen wear knee braces to protect their knees. Not just linemen, but yeah, mostly. Well, usually, I mean, you don't see skilled players, running backs and wide receivers, unless they're coming off an injury. I'm talking about perfectly healthy linemen wearing knee braces to protect their knee. Why wouldn't a quarterback wear that thumb brace to protect his thumb all the time to give it that extra little bit of protection to keep it from snapping back? Because uh, most people, like skill players, don't like being in a brace, um, which is why they don't wear it. And, and then the average quarterback's not going to want to be in a brace. The other thing is that this injury is not a very common injury. And so, how many? The question that we talk about is how what's the number needed to treat? How many people need to be wearing a brace to protect that the one person from tearing that ligament? Um, and so, interesting enough, if you look at knee braces for offensive linemen, it actually hasn't been proven that they reduce the risk of them injuring their knees. Um, we all do it because the thought is, well, we can at least protect them and they don't have to be as agile as our skillful skill players are. But the same thing, if you look at ACL tears after you tear your ACL and re-rebuild it, there's not good data to say that the braces keep them from re-tearing their ACL. So it's one of those, it's a lot of it's a mental thing and the offensive linemen have grown up in a, in a playing with braces. It's just kind of the norm. Every offensive lineman wears a brace and there's not a downside in that because they don't need the skill. But if you look at how many of them actually need to wear one to protect one of them from having an injury, it's actually really high. Um, they're not as helpful as you actually think they are. So that's why, back to your original question on the quarterback, that it's not a very common injury. So putting him in a brace for a very rare injury doesn't really make sense unless he just likes it and wants to wear it. But we're not going to put just the average quarterback in that brace because we don't see that injury very often. Dr. Larry O'Malley joining us on the Brandon Moving Storage Hotline, courtesy of our friends over at UAMS. Russell Wilson and the Denver Broncos are about to participate in an unwatchable game with the Jacksonville Jaguars in front of a live audience over in London. Luckily, uh, most of us here will be busy getting ready for church or just waking up 
from their Saturday night hangovers and won't be subjected to it. I say all that to say this. Russell Wilson, of course, is coming off a hamstring injury. And, Doc, we know he's a weirdo. Uh, look no further than his stupid Subway commercials. Danger Russ. He's only in danger of being the weirdest quarterback in NFL history. But he talked this week about how he was going to utilize his time traveling from the States over to London for the game. And it's a little out of the ordinary, I think. I don't really get jet lag too often. You know, I don't, I don't really, you know, I've traveled enough to, to get, you know, kind of get my system down. But, uh, yeah, for me, I was on the plane the first two hours. I was, uh, first two hours, about eight, what was it, eight hours flight here? So the first two hours I was watching the film, getting, watching all the cut-ups and everything else. And then for the next four hours, I was doing treatment on the plane. I was walking up and down the aisles. Everybody was knocked out. I was doing high knees and working on, working on my legs and everything else, you know, making sure I'm ready to rock. Uh, so that was good. And then the last two hours, of, the last hour of that, I, I watched. Uh, I fell asleep for one hour, and I watched the film the rest. So uh, I felt felt good to go once we got back. And then we had, you know, coaches did a great job. We Coach Landau and the, and the whole coaching staff, they had us do a little movement. So we got here, did a little movement. Got in the, I did my pool workout, did all that. And then, uh, I don't know, I maybe, maybe rested for about two, three hours once I got home, and I feel great. High knees on the plane. Does that help uh, hamstrings, and does it help prevent jet lag? Uh, I don't know that it helps prevent jet lag. Um, probably sleeping is going to do more than high knees for that. But, I mean, it does make sense. The more he's doing therapy, the more likely he's going to be able to play. Just think about where I went to. I had his high ankle sprain. They actually sent their trainer with him to New York for the Heisman um, ceremony and they were actually doing treatment um in between all the press and everything you had to do so with these athletes the more treatment we can get them the better their chance of being able to play so the high knees are probably a little extreme but the treatment does make a lot of sense on the airplane mostly i just want to make fun of russell wilson doc yeah. you understand uh, um, all right he's, he's, anything else he's, he's yeah a little different first arkansas <laughs> bank and trust text line this uh listener wants us to ask you just exactly what is a high ankle sprain a high ankle sprain is a syndesmotic injury, so that is the ligament that runs between the two bones in the ankle. Um, and so when you tear that, it actually can make your ankle unstable. And so um, the, it, 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 it takes a while to recover from. So right when you hear a normal ankle sprain, people, our athletes are playing in two or three weeks. A high ankle sprain is normally six-plus weeks to come back from. Um, you probably hear the term more often than it actually is truly a high ankle sprain because it's a bad ankle sprain. If we just tell the coaches it's a high ankle sprain, they don't expect us to get the player back in two weeks. Um, and so sometimes that term's used for just a bad ankle sprain, even though it's not truly a high ankle sprain. That's why you see some high ankle sprains come back within a three- or four-week period instead of six weeks that it can take for that ligament to heal between the two bones. So, okay, you, you, there's no proven data for wearing knee braces. What about the, wrapping your ankle up in, in braces or, you know, before game, all the basketball players wrapping their ankles? Is that proven? Yeah, I mean, it, it, it is helpful. Um, and, I, and, and the biggest thing there is is that a lot of these players have grown up doing it, and so they feel more comfortable. And particularly for, like, basketball, for example, you deal with a lot of ankle sprains. And so whatever yeah. we can do to protect them and the ankle braces, even though they're really easy to wear, um, they're just not – a lot of our athletes don't like it. They'd much rather just be taped. So, yes, it does protect them to some extent, but you can still roll your ankle um, even with it being taped. Um, but that's just one of those things that a lot of our athletes – and also they like the way it looks. So a lot of our high school athletes <laughs> think it looks cool to have their ankles taped. And so is it truly protecting all of them? Probably not. But there are definitely some of them that benefit from it. So that's why uh, we do take their ankles prior to practice and games.
No doubt. All right. Doc, thanks so much. Appreciate you coming on with us today, as always. And if you need the good doctor's help or one of his associates, you can get him over at the UMS Orthopedic Clinics, Colonel Glenn, Autumn Road, to Shackleford West. Same or next day appointment availability, 501-526-1046 or umshealth.com slash orthopedics. Thank you, Doc. Appreciate it.